welcome to the Great Food Debate presented by This Week Community News, a podcast about where to eat, drink, and more in Central Ohio. I'm Abby Armbruster, your host of the show, and in today's episode, I'm sitting down with Chef Josh Dalton, who owns Veritas, Spec, and 1808 American Bistro. Chef Dalton, welcome to the show. Well, thank you very much. So, uh, Josh, for people who have never been to any of your restaurants, can you describe the cuisine and the feel of each restaurant? All right. We'll start with Spec. That's the one that's uh, the newest. Um, it is a modern Italian restaurant in Delaware, and it's located in the old Veritas. We uh, still had the space. We wanted to do something. Kind of looked around the community and saw that there wasn't uh, Italian food being done the way I wanted it to be done. Sure. So we opened that. It's uh, about 32 seats. Um, it's a really the kitchen is the old Veritas kitchen. We did some upgrades in equipment and whatnot, but it's a very small kitchen, which makes you be really efficient. The menu's really small, and, and it's meant to be hyper-seasonal. So if, uh, and I can't wait for tomato season to come, but once it starts, you're going to see tomatoes on Everything. salads and <laughs> pastas and, uh, you know, on toast and any way we can do it. And then once it switches over to carrot season, you'll see carrots and everything. And uh, it also allows us to to hopefully be very competitive in the, the pricing to give people, you know, good value. Sure. Let's talk about 1808 American yep. Bistro since it's also in Delaware. Yeah, and that's two doors down. 1808 is the one I've had for 12 years now. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a very, it's a large restaurant. It's, uh, I think, 148 seats. Um, and it encompasses everything from, uh, you know, pastas to salads to steak. Um, all American fare. Uh, we have 48 drafts uh, on the on it. We have a pretty good cocktail uh, system in place, and then we have uh, next year. Hopefully, we'll have a patio. We're starting to do some stuff upstairs. We've renovated that, and that oh, wow. should be doing into like a a catch-all for parties or cooking classes or Airbnb. It's a kind of multi-purpose. Uh, I space. have heard about the Airbnb. I had a friend who uh, recently viewed that space a couple weeks ago. Oh, anyway, beautiful. so I have heard about that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then Veritas, which you already alluded to, used to be in Delaware, but then, Correct. and it was under Veritas Tavern, but then moved to downtown Columbus, right? Yeah. Uh, so tell us about the move from Delaware to downtown Columbus, and then also what you changed with the menu and the atmosphere there yeah so it, the tavern we dropped the tavern part because it wasn't when you look at it it doesn't look like a tavern <laughs> it's a full-blown restaurant with a little bit more higher end feeling to it if you're upstairs in citizens trust the bar is uh i believe probably the most beautiful bar in columbus uh, it's kind of what sold me on the building it's this grand room with three-story ceilings and it's uh, on the national historic society then you go down to the I don't want to say it's like a street level basement sort of, but, and there's Veritas. Um, but it definitely has a different feel than up North. Mm -hmm. Uh, and I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. I I love the old Veritas. Uh, but at the same time, it's, we want to always continue to keep evolving and keep changing. Um, so it's been a, a, definitely a learning lesson. Uh, I think we've made some mistakes along the way and, and we're trying to correct those and, and do some things uh initially we came down with almost the exact same format mm-hmm. um then we switched over to an all tasting uh just recently starting in in 
June, we went back to a, a, a la carte as well as a, a tasting format. Mm-hmm. Um, especially in the summertime, people tend to eat a little bit lighter, uh, and, and there's a lot more things going on in the summer. So sure. if people are downtown and they just want to stop in for a quick bite, mm-hmm. they can. But we've seen a lot of our customers stick to the tasting format, which is uh, is really what we want to showcase there. It allows the chefs to, you know, really cook what they're passionate about, and and in this day and age the the industry's tough and it's uh, monotonous and if if you're not cooking what you're passionate about you then i can almost guarantee you're not getting the best that that person has available sure well and and as you were talking about a tasting menu can you describe what that means for people who've never experienced that yeah uh for me the the tasting menu concept is is definitely the way to go. Simple fact is when you're running around your everyday life, there's a million decisions. There's, uh, you know, you have to take the kids to baseball practice and you have to pick up your parents or help somebody out and you're bombarded with decisions and making and being busy. I mean, I feel like Americans now are the busiest they've ever been. Uh, and it's a way for people to come in and it's like, sit down relax, enjoy the company of the person next to you we've been thinking about it and worrying about it all day so now it's time for us to really take care of somebody so mm-hmm. once you sit down we kind of take control of, of that next you know hour and a half two and a half hours and really kind of dictate the pace and the atmosphere and the food that comes out um Sometimes we'll slow things up or speed it up, depending on how fast people are eating. Uh, the server kind of should be able to read the table to see if if the if they want to talk about the food and the experience. Mm-hmm. Or sometimes, you know, the guests just want to be left alone and talk to each other. So sure. you kind of read it, and it's but it's really for us to show you what we've been thinking about all day, what we're uh, happy to be professionals at. Uh, I think in this industry, a lot of people don't consider the industry a professional industry it's a lot of times it's that that thing you're doing until you get somewhere yeah. or and for me it's i mean it's my career and i and the people that are at veritas it's generally their career um and it allows us to be professionals and showcase that sure and and you have starting with five courses or seven courses right yeah right now we're doing the a la carte and then we have a chef, uh seven course chef's tasting okay and then uh you also pair, pair wines with that for yeah. an additional we have uh yeah we have a, an amazing psalm his name's gregory stokes we actually just got on uh wine enthusiast top 100 restaurants oh, in america wow. for wine i mean uh um so he's done a, a really good job with that and it's uh he is really good at talking about it but if you really want to nerd out i mean he'll he'll put you to sleep (laughs) he he loves it like there's no tomorrow so and it's great i mean when you taste something uh and then then you have something that's paired with it that really showcases it and balance things out it's amazing um and me and him happen to be on the same page as far as like uh for instance champagne is something that we're huge on Mm -hmm. uh the, the idea that champagne is only drink for celebration is absolutely ludicrous to me it's i think it should be something to drink in nine in the morning till you know for a nightcap um i think it should be i mean it can go with almost any part of the meal too so that's how we initially started communicating me and him so wow 
Oh, I'm sorry we didn't bring any champagne for this interview. <laughs> uh, but, okay, so for the tasting menu, how, how often are you changing up the menu, or is it something where it's seasonal every three months, or how are you deciding? Uh, a lot of that comes down to like the chef's whim. I've been up north at Spec lately, um, trying to get that up and running. But I have this amazing team, and a lot of times it's as uh, one piece goes out of season, something will go on. Maybe we'll keep the, the sea bass for the next uh, three months. But then again, if, if the components may change on that dish, um, and then there's a, sometimes we do a complete change where it's a wash of, you know, five of the seven courses or, I mean, it really changes at a whim. Um, there's been times that it changed, you know, twice in one week. Wow. Rather it be one component or three or four components. Are there any drawbacks from the tasting menu format creatively, or is there anything where you wish you could do, but just it doesn't allow for that kind of creativity or scaling or something? <laughs> no, I think the the biggest drawback we have is uh, sometimes you got to play it somewhat safe. I mean, we're trying to hit it on all palates. Sure. Um, you're also, you want to push the envelope just a little bit, mm-hmm. but keep people in their comfort zone. We are in the Midwest. We we definitely recognize that. Sure. Um, if it was me, I, I would like to push a lot harder. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's uh, sometimes I think food should be thought provoking. Rather, it's a, a course that you don't particularly love. It should also be something that maybe I don't love this course, but it really made me think about the possibilities. Or sure. Uh, so I think that's the biggest drawback that we have is sometimes we don't push as hard as we want to, mm-hmm. and the idea is that we have to keep. Um, the general public really happy. happy. Yeah, <laughs> sure. I'm sure you'd love to do something super spicy, but not everybody. I personally mm-hmm. would not want anything more than mild. So, I mean, I would not be your ideal guest for that kind of yeah. dish. So, I'm sure there's certain drawbacks in that that perspective. Uh, and then one other thing that Veritas, I believe, is the only one that does this of your three restaurants. But when you reserve or when you RSVP, you also put down a little bit of money to hold your spot. Yeah, we uh, use the talk reservations. It's a uh, a reservation system that was brought up from the the people from Alinea. Oh yeah. Group. So mm-hmm. they're the founders or the creators of it, uh, and the whole idea is to really uh, limit the amount of no shows, um, especially when you're using higher end ingredients. I think it's for any restaurant, quite frankly. But um, but when you're you're prepping and planning all day, and some things are time sensitive. Sure. If somebody doesn't show up and we told somebody else that you can't come in uh, you know it's a, a huge negative it's a loss on on multiple different ways mm-hmm. for the restaurant so we're just trying to to limit the the least amount obviously there's uh, circumstances that come up and things change sure but i think when you have a little bit of money on the line it also reminds people hey give a call or let us know <laughs> um where i think uh, the alinea group they at Alinea particularly, and there's a few restaurants, it's almost like a ticket system. Mm-hmm. It's not like a sporting's good. If you don't show or you can't make it, it's, uh, sorry about it. It's a you wash. Know. Yeah. yeah. Um, you can transfer it for them, but we don't do that. Um, I don't think we're, we're not nearly the caliber of <laughs> Alinea. But so. that has helped with RSVPs and. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. What interested you about creating a tasting menu? I understand the idea of a customer being able to just relax and really take in the experience and put the food first. But what makes it different for you or for your chefs that are there? I think if you if you look at the, the idea of ordering a 
a 20 ounce steak, the first four bites are much better than the last four. Sure. Um, so I, my theory is it, it allows us to keep on adding new features and textures and acidity. So it, your palate doesn't get numb. Mm-hmm. Um, and a, a lot of it is uh, at 1808, for instance, we have got some things on the menus that that we can't take off. And it, if I ever cook one of those things again, it, it's a, I hate it. <laughs> um, it allows us to also not get in the same rut or the same thing. Sure. Um, but a, a lot of it goes to, you know, keeping it exciting for the guest. And, um, you know, there's Thomas Keller has that input where it's, you know, the best dish in the world is where you just want one more bite, but you can't have it. Mm-hmm. So that's what you're trying to do. So we, we take seven courses and we try to figure out, you know, about 25 bites is what we try to make it all together. And a lot of times when we start, because they're small courses, mm-hmm. people are like, oh, this isn't going to fill me up. But by the end, we want you to be satisfied. And But at the same time, I don't want... Uh, I don't want people to leave where they feel like they're bogged down and they can't do anything else. Sure. Yeah. Lethargic. <laughs> yeah. And I, I think a lot of times, uh, Americans almost sometimes they don't think they get their value unless they have a doggy bag to right. go home. And I think that's, I think that's crazy. Yeah. I, I could go on a huge rant about like Olive Garden has their buy one, take one home meal. And I'm like, yeah. who needs that? <laughs> yeah. Seems very extreme for me. But anyway, that's every time I see that commercial, it makes me mad. <laughs> uh, but so the tasting menu dishes are smaller, as you said, 25 bites total. But hearing seven courses, you think, I don't know if I could even eat that much. Seven courses, mm-hmm. but it's over two two hours-ish yeah. and smaller portions. So it's not unobtainable, I guess. But for people who've never done that, why is it something that you should should give it a go? I think it's good for people to get out of their comfort zone, mm-hmm. their, their box. Um, I'm a firm believer that uh, there's some things I don't care for as much. I'm not a huge asparagus fan. Sure. But at the same time, I've had asparagus multiple times where I'm like, holy, that's really good. Um, so I I think it people need to get out of that comfort zone. I'm a believer that maybe you don't like something that's not so much you don't like it. You just haven't had the way. Uh, it should be prepared. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't know. I think food is like the last real like freedom to get away and it's like the last one thing one of the things that you can really sit down and enjoy and i don't care who you are you can you can mend people through meals mm-hmm. um and, and it, 1808 is the only one we have that has tvs and i hate tvs and restaurants <laughs> yeah now because i feel like so i mean you're constantly on your phone or you're looking and i think it's also nice for people just to sit back and and talk and doing a tasting gives people that chance to, to and add something you know visually beautiful as well as tasty, and it gives a, a way to conversate as well. Sure. Um, and then, do you have uh, different menu items for vegetarian tasting menus versus meat eaters or regular? We tasting generally menus? have uh, a way to do a, a vegetarian. We accommodate um, most dietary restrictions if there's a 48 hour uh, in advance. Sure. Um, like a, if you're a vegan, we just have to have a little bit of a preparation. Preparation. Yeah. <laughs> uh, sometimes the dietary restrictions get a little crazy. Sure. Um, and it's those are uh, really a, a strain sometimes on the kitchen, but we you know pride ourselves on trying to to make that possible. Sure. But there's a lot of times if you come in you know right off the street, there's not much we can 
we can Accommodate. do it. Yeah, at the moment. Right. You know. Yeah. Well, and it's one thing to say, I just don't like fill in the blank versus mm-hmm. I cannot have this. Yes. Or I will, I, I will wish, collapse. <laughs> absolutely. So. I wish people knew that. Like right. It's, the times have changed where it's people don't, don't dietary restriction versus an allergy or, or a dislike is they're all three different things. Right. Absolutely. And, uh, as you were talking about, uh, 1808, let's talk about the downtown Delaware revitalization because I mean, it feels like in the last year or so, yeah. everybody's been saying, let's go to downtown Delaware and, <laughs> and just much. to go to eat. Yes. No. And so, uh, what has that been like to see that kind of build around you? Yeah. Cause when we first went up there it was 12 years ago i mean it was it was nice we owned the we owned it <laughs> yeah. for a minute especially when uh you know six years ago we had veritas open yeah it's gotten crazy um there i think there's a parking problem in delaware mm-hmm. but other than that it's nice to see the growth i'll be the first one i i hope and you know i, I want to push my people to do better food and better food sure and hopefully i you know the the other businesses around there are pushing to do better food as well. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, it's come full circle. I remember there was maybe three dining options, and now there's, I, I don't even have a count. I mean, yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, it really feels like there's been way more festivals and way more mm-hmm. people just doing, like, bar crawls even. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah, they had the the city concert last night. Yeah. Uh, there's either some sort of show or, like you said, a festival or the marathon. I think we have Iron Man coming yeah. in a few weeks. Yep. Yeah. yeah, it's it's crazy up there a little bit. <laughs> we have more walk around business than the Veritas does. That's hands down. crazy. Wow. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I guess I, I suppose if you want just a quick meal, although you do offer the a la carte, but yeah, I mean, I just mm-hmm. can only imagine if if you would have known, <laughs> yeah. like ten, you know, twelve years ago when when you first opened, it, it must have been just mind-blowing to see how it's developed. The next two questions come from our Great Food Debate Facebook group. Uh, one person asked, is there a dish on the menu at any of your locations that was a surprise hit to customers or uh, that exceeded your expectations? Um, oof. I have to start thinking about them. <laughs> <laughs> I think we, we try to cook things hoping that they'll be a hit. Sure, sure. Um, sometimes when we uh, raw fishes tend to be one that always surprises me, uh, especially in Delaware. Mm-hmm. Just, But, I, you know, obviously that's changed a lot with sushi but we do a lot of uh, crudos and and ceviches and that surprises me when when those are a huge hit yeah i could eat ceviche all day almost every day and i think there's a a, a, or crudos i think there's multiple different ways of doing it that are different than just the lime juice and pico sure um but i just went to mexico and there's a a place in Tulum called Heartwood, and every time I have their ceviche, it's like, holy <laughs> Jesus. Uh, I should move down there. Yeah. <laughs> but any other dishes that come to mind that really surprised you in terms of customer uh, appreciation? Um, that's that's such a hard one. I mean, we're between three restaurants. There's so many dishes, and especially at like a Veritas where they, they constantly rotate. People often come up to me and like, do you still have that? I'm like, yeah, I totally forgot about that dish. <laughs> 100%. Yeah. Uh, we need to do a better job of cataloging all our dishes. We actually have a, a photographer on staff now mm-hmm. um, to help us do that. Try to think of any dish that really surprised me. Or 
Are there any dishes that you thought, oh, this will be a huge hit, and then oh, just did not? Oh, there's a lot of those. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, in our uh, a couple episodes ago, we were talking with uh, Chef in the or Fox in the Snow owner uh, uh, Jeff Excel, and he was saying, you know, we had these like uh, rustic pop tarts that did not sell well, but now everybody says, bring back the Pop-Tarts. And he's like, well, you didn't buy them when we had them, so yeah. <laughs> why would we bring them back? So I'm sure there's kind of those kind of uh, instances as well for you. Yeah, I, I always often joke with people like the, the reason I think we make such good food at Veritas mm-hmm. is because we've burnt more things and made more bad stuff. And you, over time, you learn that lesson. Like, I, one time I interviewed a cook and he said he never burned anything. I was like, get out of my... <laughs> kitchen right now you know you're not uh, doing something right yeah, i think we we have more failures than we have success but we just try to make sure that the the successes get on the plate sure you know we make a lot of uh food that's not where we want it and it's just making sure it doesn't get out the door right you know? well and speaking of which do all of your chefs work at all of your restaurants or do they stay at no, one place they're at each specific i would love for them to start traveling because it'd make my life a lot easier um <laughs> But it's a it's a different mindset and a different animal. For, for me, mm-hmm. when I'm at Veritas, I think about that style of food and, and doing those dishes. It and then I'll go up to eighteen oh eight and sit down with the chef there and try to come up with the menu. And I'm it's I just draw blanks. Sure. And I'm I'm like ah, well I can't do that. I need more more food. And the same thing when I switch over to spec. Like I'm very one track. You know, mm-hmm. uh, when I came back from Mexico. The next time I cooked at Spec, I was like, I do not want to cook Italian food right now. Like, I just want to focus on Mexican food. Right. I want more ceviche. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh, which we put a crudo on. So, so was, there you go. It my, it's just Italian ceviche. That's all it is. Yeah. Uh, and then for your daily life, I guess, at this point, are you cooking still every day? Or how? what does yeah. your typical day look like? Um Right now, I you know, I feel like the restaurant industry is about to implode on itself. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lack of, of people wanting to work in the industry, and I don't blame them sometimes. Yeah. There needs to be some major changes. I'm not smart enough to fix those changes. Um, so we're short-staffed uh, in Delaware. It's, it's hard to get people to take that journey, drive up there. Right. Uh, so I'm at spec right now. We're open four days a week, Wednesday through Saturday. Mm-hmm. I'm there four days a week cooking on the line wow and i I didn't think with three restaurants i would have to do that but (laughs) right and it it was a a big change because my hands were really sensitive to heat Mm -hmm. when i got back in there now i I feel like i can pick up a you know i don't anything off the stove as hot as it can be yeah Um, but it's been nice to get back in the kitchen um but i'm right now uh I'm probably spread a little too thin, and I'm also really bad at time management. Sure. Like, like there's a, a huge list of things I need to fix. Time management, uh, managing, teaching other people. And these days I feel like chefs, and, and it's the chefs at each, at each restaurant, you hold more hats than we've ever had before. Mm-hmm. I mean, you need to be part accountant. You need to be a, a mentor and a teacher. You need to be a social media expert and it's right. like those are all things I'm really bad at so, sure <laughs> and um, it's impossible to expect one person to be able to do all those things yeah. at a great level at and, an excellent level there's a lot of times in cars so I, I mean I I usually get in uh, 8 in the morning um, 
and start doing trying to do some paperwork or planning out meals or dishes at spec i changed the menu because it's just me and one other uh person Mm -hmm. so i changed the dishes a lot there uh so i kind of go through and see what we have or um on monday and tuesday same when we're not open sometimes i'll try to get out to the amish markets oh yeah um and see what they have going it's been a really horrible season for rain (laughs) yeah um but then there's either paperwork or in one of the restaurants uh, every day somewhere trying to help out or doing something yeah um if not that it's probably reading self-help books right (laughs) there's always something to do uh and then one other question from our uh, great food debate facebook group has anyone ever asked for more or less love on the red beans and rice so as far as what kind of love like heat wise or I, i guess or just appreciation for the dish uh, no, I haven't heard anything. I, I'm, I grew up uh, outside New Orleans, and it's I don't do much Creole cooking. Yeah, a lot of people don't like spice, and I can get a little heavy-handed. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so I I don't hear too much of that. Yeah, uh, but I'm, that's at eighteen oh eight that we had the red beans and rice, and I'm I'm not there as much as I'd like to be. Well, sure, I'm not anywhere as much as I'd like to be other than. I'm at spec a lot, so. Yeah, if only there were clones of you that you could (laughs) send at each restaurant. Is there anything more you'd like to say about, I guess, the restaurant industry or just what's going on here in Columbus? Because as you said, we've already, you know, published articles about the lack of good waiters or servers or, you know, whoever online, anybody. Uh, So I guess what do you feel like is, is the future for Central Ohio or the restaurant industry here? I think that you're going to see restaurants having to be a little bit smarter about the, their menu planning. I mean, our, our menus are getting smaller and smaller. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's it's not because we don't want to cook more stuff. It's instead of sending out 20 mediocre dishes, I'd rather have 15 great dishes. Sure. And a lot of that has to do with the, the lack of um, you know people working in the industry. And it, it's unfortunate... Uh, I love the industry. I mean, it's what I do, but at the same time, I don't blame people for what not to work in it. It's the, I don't, it doesn't pay the best, obviously. Um, there's only so much passion that you can have. Mm-hmm. And the hours uh, are rough. The hours are rough. You're night. on your yeah. feet. I mean, it's, uh, and then generally a lot of people in the industry don't take care of themselves. And there's been a huge, you know, mental kickback, but everybody's like, you got to take care of your mental health. Sure. And I grew up in a different time where it was, you know, you didn't cry online. You didn't complain. You just worked and yeah. you worked your 12 hour shift and you went out and drank and then you woke up and worked your 12 hour shift again. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think those times are changing, um, which are a definitely a good thing. It's just, the, you know, I don't, I don't know what the industry needs. Um, obviously I think employers need to start taking care of their, their employees better. And from being, kind of on the both sides it's it's really difficult to do that as well i mean the people want to know where their beef comes from what the cow's name was what clovers it ate what farm it came from but mm-hmm. they also still want that 895 burger and it's you yeah. can't have both right um, everybody wants to have living wages and uh health insurance and 401k and mental health you know and stuff like that and parental yeah, but at the same time 
all that comes down to crunching numbers and making right. them work. Um, and I think food's going to get more expensive and more expensive and more expensive. Yeah. And I think restaurants are starting to compete with now, you know, home delivery meals and, um, you know, the Uber Eats and stuff like that. <laughs> I was going to say Postmates, yeah. Yeah, and the, <laughs> those are, granted, there's food coming in, but one of the, the beautiful things is when a, somebody's sitting there is that you hope your servers kind of can upsell them into you know a glass of wine or an extra drink or um those things you know help and i also start looking into go boxes and that kind of stuff and so there's added cost and i don't know what the future is i mean i i've listened to a ton of podcasts i read it as much as i can get my hands on sure and i also feel like at, at 26 years old when i first started 1808. I knew more than I do now. I was just a lot more ignorant now. Yeah. You know, and it's one now of those, you're some, aware. Yeah, sometimes that's a great thing. I, I, feel, I always tell people I was, I was more ready to run a restaurant at 26 a.m. at 37. Mm-hmm. And it's simply because when you're young, you just don't care. You don't. Well, what do you mean insurance didn't get paid? Who cares? You know? Now it's like, oh my god, what happened? Right. You know? This is a huge issue. Yeah. yeah. So I, you know, I hope that the restaurant industry will uh, somebody will fix it and re-energize you know the kids wanting to come in back into it sure but at the same time it's there's a lot of work to be done i'll continue reading and, and doing my part the best i can i don't sure. think that would be much help but <laughs> i don't say. think there's any perfect solution no so. not yet i i'd like to get down I, well one of the things that spec we're four day work i mean four day a week mm-hmm. which is nice because one of my theories is if you have four-day work weeks, everybody in the industry wants to do something else. If somebody wants to have their own podcast, they want to be a, in, a, in a band or they want to be a photographer, and mm-hmm. it gives them three days to do something else. Sure. And four days of, you know, 10-hour days. Yeah. They're long days, but at the same time. Then you get three days recovery. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that recovery, as I get older, is... It's crucial. It's <laughs> real nice. Yeah. <laughs> um, awesome. Well, I guess uh, if people wanted to learn more about your restaurants, where can they find out more about you or or the three restaurants? Yeah. So each one of them has their website, uh, specrestaurant.com, <laughs> veritasrestaurant.com, and 1808americanbistro.com. And then we all have Instagrams. But that would be the, the best way. Are there even any other tasting menus in Central Ohio? Or uh, yeah, I think Woofridge has something. They do a, a chef's tasting. Oh um, yeah, it's not constant though, is it? I'm not really too sure. I, I want to say it's like, like a couple times a year. Yeah. I don't think it's every day on the menu, but I'll look into that. Because yeah. I, I mean, and I, Columbus is getting. There's a lot better restaurants. There's a, a select few of people I think are doing some amazing things. Sure. Yeah, we have um, no shortage of higher-end and delicious restaurants and, and people who are really putting time into the craft and that sort of thing. But mm-hmm. at the same time, as you said, we're still a Midwestern state, and we still have a lot of people who are not as as likely to just go in and drop 200 bucks at a restaurant. Yeah, you know? absolutely. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I, growing up in... New Orleans or outside of New Orleans, it's, Mm -hmm. you know, people think about food differently and it's, it's crazy. Like I, when I was in Mexico, I went to Oaxaca and I mean, it's like their whole life centers around food. I've Mm -hmm. never seen a, a a city have so much food options between, uh, street vendors to restaurants. I mean, it was insane. I mean, and everything was delicious. Like it was crazy. Uh, but 
I think Columbus is, is we're growing for sure. And like a commune that the fact that there's a, yes. a, a vegan, well, I don't think it's vegan, vegetarian, plant based. Yeah. Plant-based, yeah. yeah. It's mostly veg- vegan actually. Yeah. And but. it's getting supported. I think it's amazing. I think it's awesome. Yeah. And know? they change their menu up all the time. Yeah. So, but that's a gr- weird thing is I really don't know what's going on in Columbus. Like I'll <laughs> talk to other people like, what do you know? Cause <laughs> I kind of, I'm a believer that, you know, stick to your four walls. Cause I, those are only, you know, the only thing I can control is, is in my four walls. Sure. Sure. So I don't know the scene in Columbus quite as well as I should. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's one thing I need to probably do is get out and venture out more. Sure. So. But if people want to see you, they can see you at Speck in downtown Delaware. Yeah, I'm there. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining me. And uh, listeners, we want to hear from you. Have you ever tried a tasting menu dining experience? You can get in touch with us by emailing online at thisweeknews.com or send us a tweet at This Week News. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast through iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, or you can hear every episode on our website, thisweeknews.com slash Great Food Debate. This is Abby Armbruster signing off and stay hungry.